Welcome to the Equip Podcast. Here you'll find conversations from people of all different walks of life, sharing their experiences, the things the Lord has taught them, and things to equip you. Equip is based on Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, that talks about equipping God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. That is our goal here, to build you up and equip you through seasons of ups and downs in life. Welcome back to another episode of the Equip Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gibson, and today I'm joined by Alexis Goddard and Maggie Gossett. These two friends of mine will be sharing about being single and what the Lord has done in their life through that, as well as how to steward that time well. So welcome. Hi. Thank you. Okay, now y'all say your names for the listeners so everybody can know who is who. Maggie. And I'm Alexis. Awesome. Okay, so hopefully y'all have their voices figured out now. (laughs) Um, Okay, so let's jump right in. Uh, First off, how can married people be good friends to single people? I think that one way is that you can just still carve out time to spend with those friends. I'm fortunate in that I have some awesome married friends who are always willing to have some gal pal time. Um, And I'm fortunate to also be friends with most of their husbands as well, which makes hanging out fun. And then a couple of practical things um, that I can think about as far as married people being good friends to single people is if you know that your single friend desires to be married, pray for them, contentment in the waiting, and also um, praying for their future mate as well. And not that you have to be their personal matchmaker, but if you know like a single fella and they might hit it up with your gal pal, introduce them and at least a friendship can form, right? Okay, I'm all for this because every time I try to set somebody up, my husband is like, no, they don't want to be set up. And I'm like, yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> I will I will do this. Maggie, what about you? I have some amazing married friends and I just feel like having their married perspective on life just changes things because you they've been through what you're going through. They've been through the dating process. Mm-hmm. And so they have just some inside information that they can give you. And also you get a man's perspective. That does help. It does. Because, you know, we get all in our feelings as mm-hmm, women. Mm-hmm. And so having that man who can come in and like just say, look, this is kind of how the man is thinking about it will really change how you think about yeah. it. <laughs> that is helpful. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how do you um, cope with or deal with friends getting married or having kids without allowing that bitterness to creep in? Um, this is hard. Like it's, it's definitely something that you have to work on. It doesn't come easy, but you have to celebrate them instead of thinking about, oh, I'm not going through this or I wish I was going through this. It's more of like how you just celebrate and find joy in what they're going through and think of it as they're on a different timeline than I am. God has a timeline for everybody and mine is not the same as theirs. And so I think just having to realize that not everybody's timeline is the same and that just because they're going through it doesn't mean you're never going to get to. Like Mm -hmm. it's it's just a process of finding the joy instead of jealous or um, discontentment because I think being content is going to help in that situation tremendously. Absolutely. Alexis, what about you? Yeah. Well, I'm so glad, Maggie, that you said to celebrate them. Um, it is 
been my friend's dreams to get married. And so getting to celebrate that with them is such a sweet thing. And knowing that the Lord is in the, all of our details of all of our lives um, and that he has that perfect timeline. And so we have to trust that. Um, yeah, I think that that's so good. And I don't want what he has for them. I want what he has for me. Mm, that's good. I remember going through a season in college where Aaron and I had been dating a few years and everyone started getting engaged. And so then I was like, well, why are we not engaged? And kept bringing it up to Aaron. And he was like, listen, it's not time yet. Like, I'm not ready for that. You're not ready for that. We have some things we need to work out before we get to that point. And it really caused tension for us. And so I think this is something that can happen to anyone in any stage of life. Like there's always opportunity to be bitter about something, but learning that contentment is really good and helpful. Um, So how do you keep yourselves from making marriage an idol? Okay, this one is hard for me because I can't remember a time in my life that I haven't wanted to be married. In so many ways, that is the goal for me. Um, Marriage is amazing, and it is truly a gift and a picture of the gospel. But I have to remind myself that Jesus is the goal. There is literally nothing better than Him. And I feel like we hear that so much, but it is so true. Like, nothing can fulfill us like Jesus. Um, something that's also been convicting me lately is I've been reading in the Old Testament is that I've seen the Israelites stumble over and over and over again, creating idols because they've lost sight of who their capital G God is. And so that has helped put things into perspective for me, just knowing and living in the knowledge that the Lord is the ultimate. That's good. I I agree with that. Like, I think you have to be satisfied with God alone. Like you can't have your dream take away from what God has for you. And like, I think just some practical ways to not is immerse yourself in community, in the church, and just so that you're not constantly thinking about that. Because us as women, like we can dwell on it and it just becomes like something that that is just all we think about. So I think taking a step back and refocusing on either, you know, serving in the church or investing in those friends, you know, anything like that, that's going to serve the Lord and glorify him is going to shift your focus into enjoying that time of singleness instead of Mm -hmm. wishing you had something different. Yeah, absolutely. And there may be some things that need to come out of your life for a season, like unfollowing certain people on Instagram or maybe not watching certain movies or TV shows that might be affecting us negatively in that whole comparison thing. Well, and one of the things that I thought about was like singleness is a gift. Like Mm -hmm. it's, and I heard this on another podcast. It was like, Singleness is a gift that doesn't come with a receipt, so you can't send it back. <laughs> and like, I, I love that because like we have to embrace that gift. Mm-hmm. Like, and the other thing was how, like we have to ask God, how in this season do you want to use me for your glory? Mm-hmm. And like, when I heard that, it really changed my perspective because mm-hmm. it's like, instead of doing this for me, which I'm not, I shouldn't, I should be thinking, how can I use this gift of singleness to glorify him? Which is really how we should be thinking about everything in our life. How am I going to use this job to glorify him? How Mm -hmm. am I going to use this 
crisis to glorify him or whatever it is, good or bad. So uh, how can the church do a better job of reaching single people? I think creating space for community is a great thing. And I'm not only just talking single groups, um, those are great, but just gathering people of similar ages to foster those friendships. Um, This Saturday, actually, the church that I am a part of now um, is hosting a young professionals picnic. And I'm so looking forward to that. Um, A lady that I attend women's Bible study with mentioned to me that everybody just needs a safe space to meet other people in our life stage. Um, And what better place than the church? And it's also just comforting to know that everyone is looking for a connection. And, you know, community comes in the shape, um, in different shapes and sizes, in friendships and in dating relationships. And so just creating space for that community to grow, it's a great thing. I love that because it's not like, oh, single people can only be friends with single people and married people can only be friends with married people. It's like, hey, let's all come together and have a picnic and be friends with each other. It works out. It's cool. Maggie, what about you? Well, I have a couple different perspectives on this just because I like talking to other people and getting their perspective on Mm -hmm. it. And I lived this life for a little while. Like the church has nothing for me. I feel like it goes from college to married with kids. And Mm -hmm. so you feel like you're almost forgotten. But then I think it's us. We have to shift our focus and put ourselves in the church, serve in the church, make a place for yourself. Mm -hmm. And like Alexis said, like it doesn't have to be with other single people because we can learn so much from everybody. You know, the older generation, the the married people with kids, because I mean, isn't that the goal we're shooting for? Like to be that. So to have that input is going to be great. So mm-hmm. I say, don't look where you can fit in, but find a place where you can serve and make that space for you. I mean, the children's department always needs help and Absolutely. we're single. We have time for it. So mm-hmm. why not? Um, if you're in Tyler or the surrounding area, we have a worship night coming up April 19th at 630. I love that. For young adults in the area. So, yeah. So it's one of those things you just find your place. Right. Well, and I think when we, and this is one thing we talk about in women's ministry, we've talked about this on the podcast before, um, but what we think about grows. And so if we continue to think in negative patterns of like, there's no place for me, I don't know where to go. While that may be true, if you keep thinking that you're just going to dig yourself deeper and deeper into that hole of negativity where you could jump in somewhere, jump in and serve, or maybe offer to help start something if your church doesn't have something or whatever that may be, but don't just isolate yourself out of negativity and thinking there's nowhere for me. Right. That doesn't help in the long run. So true. Okay. So how do you approach dating? Very cautiously. (laughs) Uh, I think I would say also prayerfully and be 100% yourself. Like you don't want to put yourself out there and not be yourself because they're not going to get what you have to offer. I don't know. It's tough. It's very tough. And I don't know. They say it's supposed to be fun, but is it? (laughs) Sometimes it's not. <laughs> so, uh, and I, I think one of the things that I have taken away, like I've learned so much about myself just in the dating process because 
I don't know, you you have so many expectations and those expectations are not going to be met. And so I think just being aware of the expectations and not um, making that the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. And there is absolutely nobody perfect in this world. So you're, I mean, I like don't settle Absolutely not. Yes, yes. But also go in with an open mind mm-hmm. and an open heart and just pray that God would prepare your heart for whoever he has for you and be willing to be open. Yeah. Well, and that's going back to what you said about expectations. That's something that Erin and I still have to talk through is, hey, I had an expectation on this and I didn't communicate that. And that's how we got here. And I'm sorry. Or, hey, going into this vacation, I have an expectation that we rest or that we do this certain activity or whatever it may be going into um, this date night or whatever that may be, being able to communicate your expectations. And you're right, don't settle, but also realize nobody's perfect. Mm -hmm. So it's two sinners getting together. Exactly. It's not going to always be perfect. Alexis, what about you? Yeah. So, um, I also have heard that it's supposed to be fun (laughs) Um, (laughs) and I definitely approach dating with like marriage on my mind because Mm -hmm. while I don't want to date just to date, I have been reminded by trusted people to just be present and enjoy. Mm -hmm. Um, and it kind of takes some of the pressure off, um, still working on that, but you know, it's, we're a work in progress. Um, and it's also been mentioned to me that Friendship Foundation is a great place to start. Thank you, Mom, for that one. Um, but I also think that that is true, too, and kind of helps, you know, make it more fun and take off some of the pressure as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, and being able to have fun, like as women, I think we want to have our whole lives planned out. And so going into a first date with a guy with, OK, am I going to marry you or not? Might be a little much. <laughs> <laughs> Just a tad. <laughs> I think another thing I would add is also dating community. Like if you're like, say you've gone on several dates with this person, I say add your community in because they're going to give you Mm -hmm. things insight into what you can't see because you're blinded. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be able to, you know, point out those things that you're not seeing. Yeah, that's really helpful, Mm -hmm. which is where maybe some married friends would come in handy because then they can say, hey, listen, we've dealt with this in our marriage. This is not a path you want to go down or Hey, this is something you can work through. Like, this is going to be mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Yeah. So, what have you learned about yourself while being single? So, I've definitely learned more of who I want to be in a relationship mm-hmm. and what I pray for and hope for and look for in a future husband. Being single has allowed me to reflect on past dating relationships. And as I replay those scenes in my mind, I realize that there are more moments than I'd care to admit where I wish that I could change how I reacted to certain things. Um, so singleness has allowed me to process and grow into hopefully a better wife for my future helpmate. And I think that it's also been helping me to um, learn how to surrender my plans and dreams for the Lord's best. Mm. And I say helping because I am far from mastering this thing of surrendering. Um, I cling to my plans and grasp for control like we were just kind of talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I am definitely learning how to live with open hands, expecting that the, lo- that the Lord is larger than I make him out to be and that he will do what only he can do. And that is what I want to be a part of. I love that. 
Maggie, what about you? I would just piggyback kind of off of what Alexa said and the having, I don't, God's taught me that it's not my timing, which has been big because I am a That's planner. like the biggest lesson that God likes to teach me <sighs> is uh, my timing, not yours. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, but mine sounds more fun. And his plan and not my plan because uh-huh. I'm a, like, I like to plan everything. And so just having an open heart and open mind to what he has planned for me instead of what I have planned and his timeline for my life. Mm, that's good. So how have you seen God show up in your singleness? I think that even in moments of loneliness, I feel God's sweet and constant presence as he reminds me of his perfect love and perfect, perfect pursuit of me. Um, The way that he has used family and longtime friends to encourage me, how he's orchestrated new friendships at just the right times. That's a gift that I don't want to miss or mistake for coincidence. Um, And he actually did use the ending of a dating relationship to move me to Tennessee almost a year ago now. And it's a place that I've joked about moving to forever. And sometimes as I drive around, I just almost have to pinch myself and be like, and just say out loud, like, I get to live here. Thank you so much. And so it's just kind of a mind blowing moment to feel this kind of full circle moment and think about the things that needed to happen mm-hmm. uh, for me to get to this position to say, okay, God, like I tried it my way. Um, maybe let's try it your way now. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I love that. I would say that uh, just being able to see where he's brought me, like I have grown so much mm-hmm. and anybody that knows me would say the same, uh, being able to serve and just develop relationships that I probably would have never developed if I wasn't single and being able to pour into younger girls or um, just girls in general. Like I I think something that you in singleness, like take advantage of it, take that girl out to dinner once a week and have that time that you can pour into them. And you're going to learn so much more about yourself. Also, it's not Mm -hmm. just for them. It's God's using that to grow you. And I think just him showing up in those times where I, I'm kind of not a people person, but I've learned that I'm, maybe I am. And (laughs) he's hidden down there somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. And so just having that, the time to do that. And God has shown me that he has given me this time to use it instead of hoard it for myself. Mm, That's good. That's really good. Mm -hmm. Um, So what are some things that you enjoy about being single? I think um, that the Lord has used my singleness to crave community. Mm. So I think that I've definitely been more intentional about reaching out to people and seeking those friendships um, and growing my network in a new place. And just as far as like silly Alexis things that I enjoy about being single is taking a magazine to a restaurant to read over brunch or catching a movie in the evening, just kind of taking a little time to recharge myself is fun too. I love that. Maggie, I would never do that. <laughs> Not for you. <laughs> I have never eaten at a restaurant by myself, and really? don't know that I ever will. Really? Because, I don't know. It just Not makes for you. me feel like real independent and grown. <laughs> not for everyone to each his own. (laughs) But no, it is also fun to go with friends. (laughs) Um, I say the thing that I have enjoyed most is having the time, like 
with, with marriage comes a different responsibility. And those are the things that we don't have. Like my parents live 10 hours away. I can just hop in the car and go visit if I want. I can go to a friend's house in the evening and just hang out on her couch or just have that time to go do whatever I want. If somebody calls and says, you want to go do this? I can because I have the time. Mm-hmm. So just having the the freedom and being able to pour into those relationships because I like community is the biggest thing that I've enjoyed most and just getting to develop those relationships. I've enjoyed it tremendously. I love that. Well, girls, thank you for being on the Equip podcast and sharing your insights on singleness. Um, There are two questions that we ask every guest when they come on. What is something you're learning and what is something you're loving? So Maggie, we'll start with you. The sunshine is out and I could not be more excited. I love to be outside. So just the warmer weather and the sunshine is making me super happy. Uh, What are you learning? Oh, what am I learning? Um, That God has put me in a place for a reason, Mm -hmm. whether I like it or not. (laughs) Uh, Like, I think... I think this kind of goes back to the whole community thing. I I can't stress it enough. Just having those people to pour into and also pour into you. And so I'm learning that I need to make the time for those people because you never know what that person is going through Mm. and they need, they need you. Yeah. And you need them. That's good. Thanks. Alexis, what about you? Something you're loving and something you're learning. Well, something that I'm learning right now is how to grow basil. My mom and dad (laughs) sent me a spring care package with a little basil growing kit. And so I'm excited to grow that and add more herbs and such to my balcony garden this spring. We're going to need some updates. (laughs) Okay, absolutely. (laughs) And then something that I'm loving is my little side hustle with the confetti bar. I feel like that's been another little gift and God orchestrated thing of such a happy and color-filled creative outlet for me. Which, what is the confetti bar? Give us a brief confetti situation with Alexis. Shameless plug. Um, The confetti bar is an online confetti boutique. So we sell lots of colorful, happy things like custom confetti, ready-made mixes, whatever you need for your party. We got you. Because you're basically (laughs) the queen of confetti. Well, you know, something (laughs) like that. I wish y'all could see her shirt has a pocket on it and it says pocket full of confetti. Super cute. Well, y'all, thank you so much for being here today and just sharing your insights. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Equip Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to be the first to know when a new episode drops and follow us on social media to stay connected. We're at GABC underscore women. See you next time.